Today's guest is an expert on keyword ranking strategies. For one of our Project X products that we used her for, we got to page one on a keyword with thousands of monthly searches with only 11 people searching, finding, and buying it. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. We've got a serious seller from another part of the world, from Romania in the house today. Alina, how's it going? Hey, Bradley. It's going great. Thank you. Great to be here. Excellent. Excellent. Now we met in person. You went to uh, one of our meetups there in Barcelona when I was over there. It was great to meet you in person. Um, even though you had a bad experience there, like I felt bad, like she came to this meetup and what happened when you were in Barcelona? Oh my God. I didn't want to remember that, but okay. <laughs> my, um, my backpack got stolen with the laptop and uh, all my documents and everything, everything, everything inside. So. Oh no. Yeah. I felt so bad, but were you able to get everything, uh, uh, you, you got your new passport and everything is okay now. Yes, yes, yes. Now, now I'm now I'm legal again. So, actually, guys, that's that's why I felt obligated to have her on the podcast. Here. No, <laughs> I'm just playing. No, uh, she's not here. She's here on the podcast because she has some cool information. I've been using her service lately for some of our tests, including with Project X, and so I wanted to talk about that. But before we get into that, let's go to your backstory. You know, way before you lost your. Passport in Barcelona. Let's go back to when you're you're growing up. Now, did you grow up in Romania? Yes, I did. I grew up in Romania. Uh, I um, I'm currently living in uh, Sibiu, which is a great city. Actually, it's the first and the only uh, city in Romania who have uh, who has a three three star Michelin rating. So it's amazing for uh, tourists. We have a lot of those. Um, I grew up uh, in another city because I moved to Sibiu quite some time ago around 15 years. Um, I, um, I went to high school in my hometown. When, when you were in high school, what, what did you, what did you, did you already have an idea of what you wanted to be when you grew up at all? Um, actually I could say I had some contact with the business world and entrepreneurship, uh, if you want to call it like that, because, um, I, uh, was working at my parents' company, uh, even from school, from high school, my parents had, um, a local business, a small business, a printing and publishing house. So I started working there and helping them with whatever I could. But then I left to college and um, studied uh, international business. Okay. And working at the same time, not in the not in the field actually. I um, I used to be a bartender and a waitress at that time. When you were studying international business, though, what was your goal? So, like you know, maybe you thought you were gonna. What was it still to work with your parents' company, no. or did you have something else in I mind? Had, actually, I had something else in mind, even if. Um, Okay, like all the parents do, they want to keep the their children close. But uh, I always felt like I wanted to go a little further, you know, like, I don't know, find my own way in life. So uh, I chose international uh, business because uh, mm-hmm. at that point, I it was attractive to me. I, I didn't know pretty much nothing about it at that point, but uh, on the way... I've learned a lot. And uh, actually, my first uh, uh, real job after college was uh, pretty much in the same field. I was uh, working, I used to work at a small company um, who was uh, 
division of a bigger company who did uh, imports and uh, uh, retail, but pretty much I was uh, responsible for the import department. So you, you actually got a job right into what you studied? Yes, yes. And uh, that was uh, really cool, I think, <laughs> because uh, not all the, the, the people graduating college uh, can do that. It's quite tough, but I was lucky. All right. Now, at what time did you get into e-commerce or did, was it Amazon your first e-commerce or was there something else you did? No. Uh, after, um, after this job I was telling you about, um, I spent there like about two years and then I moved to Sibiu. When, uh, um, where I uh, got a new job, which has not had nothing to do with e-commerce at that point. But at the same time, uh, me and my husband, we started uh, our own business, which uh, was and is a um, host of a wholesale, I can say, company, a retail company uh, dealing with the toys and baby stuff. And uh, we were one of the first uh, companies that, in Romania, small companies that um, started doing um e-commerce um we have here um like a very big uh, marketplace you can say it's like an amazon in romania and uh, our company was one of the first ones who entered on that marketplace so we we were there on the very beginning that's how the journey started with the e-commerce and then of course so what what year is that oh whew, that's a tough one 2010 maybe something like that 11 2010, 2011, something like that. It was slow, but uh, it grew up really fast. This uh, this uh, this um, sales channel, the the online commerce. And but but that was still selling the similar products that you and your husband were doing for the retail and wholesale business. Yes. Now, at what point did you discover the Amazon opportunity and how did you discover it? Well, um, that was around uh, 2017. I was after uh, around 11 years at the job I came to and uh, the business, our own business was uh, at the same time. So basically I worked two jobs. And uh, um, at that point, early 2017, I um, was uh, preparing to have my second baby. And I was at home in the maternity leave. And I was, I don't know, I was feeling like I need an adventure or something like that. Uh, I, I know in uh, uh, over there in the United States, uh, all, I mean, not all, but many successful businesses uh, were started in the in the garage. Well, over here in Romania, we don't have a lot of garages because many people keep their cars outside. So I didn't have a garage to start, but I started it in the nursery or in the living room, basically. So um, that's how I uh, I discovered it. So was it selling your your products that you guys were already selling yes, or yes. you were just trying to start out? Okay. Yes. The products we were already selling and we started uh, selling them on uh, European marketplaces because it was um, somehow easier. From so you started first in Amazon Europe? Yes. Amazon Europe, Amazon UK, and then all the other ones. But this was all, this wasn't like products that you were looking for the opportunity and you launched a brand new product. You were just no. like selling what you already were selling. Yes. Yes, yes. So, so I'm sure you found that a lot of them, there really wasn't maybe opportunity. There was too much competition and it was harder to get traction because you were doing it that way, right? Correct, correct. And uh, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, we didn't know at that point, or I mean, I didn't know at that point because I was in charge of this, um, so many strategies and so many, I didn't have the knowledge that I have now 
regarding the Amazon business and what do you actually have to do to be successful on Amazon. So uh, basically, it was the learning uh, phase, the first learning phase on the of the business. But the um, the most important thing for me during that year was uh, that I um, I found somehow uh, my passion. Uh, I got addicted, <laughs> I can say, to Amazon, and I, I realized that it's huge opportunity for doing great business and it's uh, an amazing opportunity to meeting a lot of people and uh, it's somehow i can say changed my life for good yeah so when did you start i mean like so i'm, I'm assuming you know, your sales were low the first year you're like oh man i'm not sure if this is going to work but so did you like start getting educated more on amazon so you can understand the the other like the more private label side of it or tell me how that yes. went in 2018. Yes, that's exactly how it went. I started to study a lot and to uh, to uh, try to bring more products into the FBA because I to- like I told you in the first uh, in the first months was only FBM and it's a little different, you know, about rankings and all the stuff how the FBM versus FBA is uh, works. So I started uh, studying a lot and then. Um, we decided that at some point we need to 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 go FBA more and also to start a private label on the on the USA uh, marketplace because yeah that's the wonderland right. Let's talk more about about that journey. So like you started learning about the you know how to sell you know private label how to find the opportunity. So yes, when was your very first product like using using the the traditional, you know, new method now that private label sellers were, you were doing kind of separate from your husband and your wholesale and retail business. When, when was that? Was that 2018 or 2019? 2018, 2018, 2018, uh, uh, fall. And that first product, are you still selling it? <sighs> no, not on Amazon. <laughs> okay, good. So, so tell us what that product was. Oh my God. It was the famous milestone blanket. Ah, milestone blanket. Yes, I remember those very well. It's like it's like your collagen peptide yes. thing for me. <laughs> so why didn't it work out? Well, what happened there? Looking back now with the with what I know now compared to what I knew back then, um I have the answers. So it's a really tough niche. It's a design niche. Uh it's really really difficult to find the um, that perfect design that everybody wants. For the, for the blanket, for their baby, or for the gift, or whatever. Uh, it was also extremely high competition, and constantly new sellers was, were entering the niche. It was strange to me. Uh, I remember it was really strange to me at that point, because um, page one and page two, when I looked at it, it, it was always different. Like, oh my God, what's happening here? Why? Where did those go? Where did, did the new ones came in, you know? But uh, now I can understand why, because um, it was difficult to be there. Um, I, 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 I wasn't aware at that point of uh, how to properly launch, how to properly rank a product, how to, to do the whole perfect, uh, perfect um, combination to, to, to be successful. But uh, again, uh, like... Uh, like the first um, few months in, or the first year was in Europe. It was the same thing on the on the United States market because it was like starting from scratch again and learning again, learning, learning, learning. Okay. So, did you launch that in the U.S. or, or was it in Europe or both? No, I launched it only, only in the U.S. Okay. All right. So then, your second product did that 
make it and now you're still selling it or that one failed too? No. Uh, that one, it depends what <laughs> the first milestone blanket. So the first product, I actually didn't do only one because I was so sure I'm going to succeed with it. So I did three variations all at once. Uh, so basically you can count them as three products, which were failed. And then all the products I launched afterwards are basically still selling. Okay, cool. So wh- what did you do differently that made your subsequent launches more successful than, than the milestone blanket? What did I do differently? Uh, everything, starting from uh, uh, keyword research to photos, to listing, to optimization, constant optimization, and of course, launching and constantly ranking products, ranking, re-ranking, and so on. Okay. So now 2019 was better for you on Amazon. What was your Amazon sales in 2019? I can tell it was a six-figure, uh, less than expected, but I'm very confident that um, this year is going to be better, of course. So like just over 100,000 or, or 500,000 or? No, no, it, it was okay. a little more. Closer to 500 or 100? <laughs> uh, somewhere in the middle, let's say. Somewhere in the middle. Okay. Being dodgy here, uh, <laughs> Alina. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. Now, is that overall between, what, or tell, tell me what, what's of that somewhere in the middle of 105,000, what's the division between US and Europe, Amazon? Um, I say, I'd say right now is uh, 60, around 60, 40. 60 is US and 40 is uh, Europe. And do you have products that are just exclusively you're only selling in USA that you're not doing in Europe or ones that you're only doing in Europe and not USA or is everything mainly both marketplaces? No, uh, they're, they're uh, all separate. So, uh, oh, so what you sell in US, you don't sell in Europe. Yes, correct. Why, why not? Because um, the model of uh, Amazon business we're doing and we are trying to do in, the, uh, in Europe is uh, mostly based on that wholesale I was telling you about, the, the one we started and the one we're, uh, we continued to do and we are doing right now. But uh, differently, like now I'm, I know how to, to uh, source for opportunities first and then select the products and not only sell the product, uh, send the products on the first time. Uh, I didn't uh, bring uh, them all to the um, to the European market because uh, in 2019 I tried to to I mean that's what I decided at that point to keep it separate just to to make a, a good division between these two models to to test everything. I'm pretty much uh, a seller who <laughs> likes to test a lot, maybe too much, you know. Uh, always trying to do new products and. Uh, discover that maybe sometimes, okay, they're not like really, really, really successful, but uh, I'm a strong believer that having, um, having um, uh, many products um, can, can be good as well. Not like two or three, which are doing some uh, enormous figures. Let's say maybe I'd like to be on the safe side, like not keeping all my eggs in the same basket. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, we're, we're doing an egg, egg. Uh, how about not all your eggs in the egg tray? Cause that, that's the product yeah. that we've been doing for <laughs> project X. Correct. Okay. Yeah. There we go. All right. Now l- let me ask you something. We have a lot of European listeners as well. I've told the story before. I think on, it's funny on some, on some, uh, random countries that I've never even been to like, ah, oh, man, where is it? Is it 
It's one of the former Soviet countries, but oh, I can't even think of, of which one it is. But we're like the number two podcast in the whole business category or something. I'm like, what in the world? So I know we have a lot of European listeners on the show and a lot of them are, are interested, you know, in selling Amazon Europe. But what's the process, you know, for a European person such as yourself, you know, you're not an American mm-hmm. citizen or anything. You're, you didn't have a bank account over here maybe, or you didn't have a corporation to start. But what is needed uh, for a European person to start selling in Amazon USA? Number one, do you need to have a U.S. bank? Do you need to have a U.S. LLC? Or what was that setup like for you and what obstacles did you have? Okay, so uh, you don't need to have an LLC. Uh, currently, I uh, am selling on the on a Romanian company. So uh, it's it works perfectly like this. Uh, you can also do it uh, on a, as an individual, but with a business uh, account on Amazon. You can also do that, but it's more difficult uh, because... Every country has um, um, different tax, different taxes for you to pay. Like um, when uh, you have to declare your income and stuff like that. Uh, if you have a company, it should be easier because there are services that can uh, keep the books for you. So uh, first, I would say uh, have a company established in your country. Then um, open, of course, an Amazon account. You can very well uh, use. Uh, a bank account established or opened in your country. So you don't need a a USA bank account. And that's pretty much it. Uh, After this, everything uh, goes to the rules and regulations and laws of each different country because it's very much, uh, it's very different. Uh, I I, I couldn't uh, tell that what happens in Romania happens uh, happens also in Germany or France or Spain, you know? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, I'd like to talk to you about now launch for the, for the last part of this, because you know, you actually now started a business like this, you know, we we've had, you know, I know you heard the, the podcast we had Isabella on here from rank bell. She's also yes. from Romania too, right? You're right. Yes. What is it with Romanian <laughs> women entrepreneurs who are really into launch, uh, starting their own launch companies. That's pretty interesting. Anyways, that, that's a side topic, but I know you, you do something similar. I've tested it out a few times. We yes. used it for project X a little bit, but Let's just talk about how you came across this, this technique, like what, where you, why you saw the need for, for this kind of service. Basically guys, for what she does is she has a service, you know, similar to, to a rebate company, but instead of you having to go out and find the, the customers, you know, she has her own network of customers who will buy the product and using like the search, find, buy method. And then she handles the, the rebates to them for that. So First of all, when did you start this and and like, how did you even come across this method? Okay. So, um, it all started from my own needs. Actually, as I was telling you before, um, wasn't very experienced in doing launches, uh, in the, uh, in the, in the United States when we started, when I started the private label. So, uh, of course, studying and talking and seeing the information on groups and stuff, I found out about this, uh, this rebates and, uh, how our launches launches uh, done at that point. This was 2018. Um, first part. So uh, I, used a, uh, I used a few, didn't um, actually know at the first place what they were uh, at the first time, what they were about, but then I learned. And with my know-how and uh, with what I've learned basically on the way and being also an Amazon seller, I thought at that point I felt and I was confident that I could do this better. I mean, I could do a better launch 
for any private label product on Amazon United States. So that's how it, uh, it all began. And then I started building the community and the rest is history. <laughs> cool. So explain how, how it works uh, in a nutshell. I, I kind of explained it a little bit, but, but I'm sure you can explain it a, a little bit better. And why you think this, this is the best, I'm assuming you think it's the best way for launch right now, but can you explain that? Yes, uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, positive that it's the best way. And um, uh, I'm also, um, I also uh, believe strongly that um, we are doing it really well. And let me explain you why. Um, the search find by method, it's the most powerful uh, ranking method to launch or relaunch a product because it's what um, Amazon algorithm likes. Basically, the customer um, uh, searches for a keyword and then uh, scrolls down products and pages and find, finds your product, the one you're uh, trying to launch, and buys that one. So many people doing that uh, constantly on a certain period of time, of course, the algorithm then considers, okay, this is a good product. This is relevant. Many people want it. So let me give it a higher position and you get to page one. What we do different because, uh, like you said, there are a lot of, um, other uh, services that do this, um, search find by method. Um, I, I strongly believe that being also an Amazon seller is very important because there are, as you know, Amazon changes a lot. There are a lot of um, new things happening every week or every month, a lot of changes they uh, do to the algorithm. And that's important to be aware of because if, you, if you're not aware of, you cannot do it right. You cannot uh, target the right keywords. You cannot do a good keyword research. Uh, all this is a very important stage, the, the, the preparing for a, a launch or for a ranking campaign. So th this would be the, basically the first thing that uh, comes, that should be uh, said here that being an Amazon seller is very important. Um, second, uh, we don't use the URLs, the controversy super URLs that um, have been used for a long time. Um, we don't do them. We have uh, other methods to to be able to find a product using search find by. So searching for a certain keyword even from day one. We can we can do that, and that brings a lot of uh, juice to the rankings. Uh, in order to to use the proper Amazon terms, um, also um, what I think is very important is that we use um, we we use custom plans for every client. So it's, it's uh, this ranking and this search find by method. It's not something standard. There isn't a mathematical formula to do it. Um, as much as you try to, to make one, uh, there's always things, even the Amazon changes things that can interfere at that time. Um, I use Helium 10 and, um, all the tools there to track the keywords or to find the, the proper keywords. But, uh, for instance, uh, this, um, this, um, uh, January, We've, we've had a lot of um, spikes in rankings and that uh, proved to be because of uh, all the changes there that Amazon are making right now, uh, transforming the two-day prime into one-day prime. Oh, and there's something else. The geo rank, it's starting to be very real. 
But you're saying you, you're seeing it more more frequently now? Yes, yes, yes. Extremely. I, I, from what we do, from what we do, and from all the campaigns, it's it's starting to be really, really making a difference. You know, I don't know where they're going. You know what? That, that, that's interesting. You know, what I would suggest you can start doing and is on some of these, you know, when you have people buy things like start tracking the zip code, because, you know, I know it's not by, it's not really by state or, or by yeah. city even necessarily. Sometimes it's just by zip code. Like I've even had different ranks across the street is a different zip code and, and it's a, and it's a different rank. And so that's not necessarily the geolocation as far as proximity to an Amazon warehouse, but it would be interesting to kind of maybe make a heat map of that. So that'd be a fun project. So, so, so yeah. talk to me offline. Let's see if we can, uh, we can track a little bit about this uh, geo ranking, but it's something that's always been around, but people have been saying they're seeing it more or frequently. Now, a lot of these fluctuations and the way that you guys can know if your, your, your product is fluctuating for whatever reason, that that's just one of the many reasons rank fluctuates. I mean, it also depends on what browser you're using, your browsing history. If you're signed on Amazon, if you're not signed on Amazon, so many different, you know, mobile versus desktop. But if yes. you are ever wondering if your product or keyword is suffering from what we call the Amazon search shuffle, just use keyword tracker by Helium 10 and make sure boost is on. And if you start seeing wild fluctuations, that's what's happening because Helium 10 is not just checking your rank at a certain browsing scenario. It's doing random ones so that you could, you could have that visibility, but that is definitely something that is affecting launches. Like Alina said. I strongly believe it's correlated to the this um, uh, what they're doing now, changing the two-day prime into one-day prime. So uh, it depends a lot of the inventory you're having. If you have 500 uh, units of collagen peptides and I have 5,000 units, I'm going to get a better rank with or without uh, the geo rank. But uh, uh, somehow from from all our tests, it's, uh, it shows that these two are well put together depends a lot on, on the inventory because if you have a lot of inventory, they are able to spread it out across all the United States and uh, most important warehouses and then the, the smaller ones. So they can show you higher in rank in, in many more locations. If, if you have only 500, then they just pick, I don't know, 10 warehouses. So your ranking will be a lot lower in the further locations from those warehouses. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Now, before we get into the th the thirty second tip from you, I wanted another. Uh, I wanted you to talk about another tip, and this is actually something that you provided for our recent uh, keyword research webinar that we did. That you guys should be able to see at keywordresearchnow.com. I think that's where it's going to be. It should be keywordresearchnow.com or h ten keywordresearch.com. You could see Alina's tip there. But but here on the podcast, can, can you let us know like one of your strategies, you know, from your clients and from your own business of what you do when you look for, uh, when you're talking about keyword research on titles and analyzing your competition? First of all, we, we search on Amazon for, for the main keyword. And what, how do I know the main keyword? What's the product name? Let's say my famous milestone blanket. I know everybody knows it's called milestone blanket. After I search, uh, after the milestone blanket, um, a page of results, uh, came out and I am going to choose the top five sellers, the, the, the top five listings that are selling the most. And how do I do that? By uh, choosing the lowest BSRs, of course. After doing that- Or using X-ray, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, sorry, using X-ray. <laughs> you got me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, after that, I'm going to open uh, them all in the, in the different uh, 
browsers uh, in, in different uh, tabs and copy paste all the titles, so the, the entire title, into a tool that I use called uh, wordcounter.net. Uh, actually, um, Frankenstein, I, uh, I think Frankenstein from Helium 10 does this as well. I, I love the, by the way, I love the way you say Frankenstein. It's, it's almost like a, like a German accent. There's a Frankenstein. I love that. Frankenstein. It's much better when you say it than I do. I'm, I'm going to start saying it that way. Frankenstein. I love your accent. Go ahead. Um, continue, continue. After, after, um, uh, putting, uh, all the titles in there, uh, I will extract the, um, the repeated words and combination of two and three words. Basically, that's what, uh, that's what, uh, word counter and Frankenstein. Oh, I love <laughs> it. All right. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they show you how many times a certain word or phrase or, uh, or a combination of two and three words are repeated in those titles. And, um, I sort them out and I decide, okay, if all these five listings have these words and these combinations, of course, besides my stone blank, and that's, that's, of course, has to be in there. But all the other that are repeated in all five of them means they are important. And I have to have those words and uh, expressions or phrases in my title too. After uh, selecting them and putting, uh, putting them into a small list, then you'll see it's basically you have your title. So and those after afterwards, when you're using Cerebro and analyzing uh, competition and Magnet and all the other tools uh, you use for keyword research, you're going to discover that those keywords, 99.9% of the cases, those keywords are actually the most important. But that's a, a, you can double check yourself from one point to one part to another with the title. Okay. Excellent. I think that's a, that's a great tip. And, and it's something that that's important to do when you guys are doing your, your keyword research and optimizing your listing for your title. Now we're going to, we're going to play before we get into your 30 second tip, that was like a two and a half or three minute one. So that you'll have to think of something you can say in 30 seconds or less. But while, while you're thinking about that, we're going to play our search volume game. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three keywords. These are search uh, and don't have helium 10 open. I know you use helium 10 a lot. Don't have it open on your Computer, I'll, I'll hear if you, I'll hear if you click. No cheating, and I'm going to give you three keywords and three search volumes, and I want you to tell me which keyword goes to which search volume. Okay, and don't be, don't feel pressure because only one person out of everybody who has ever played this game has ever gotten it completely right. So no pressure. Now, in honor of what happened in Barcelona, the three keywords are backpacks, backpack for women, backpack for school. Okay. Now the three search volumes from most to least are one of these keywords has 170,000 monthly searches. One has about 64,000 estimated monthly searches on Amazon. And another has about 4,000 searches. So again, the three keywords are backpacks, backpack for women, backpack for school. Which one goes to which search volume? Uh, okay. Are you going to tell me if I had it right? I mean, after, after end? you guess. Yeah. After, after. Okay. Okay. So, uh, the 4,000 one goes to backpacks. The 64,000 searches goes to, uh, backpack for cool. And the 170K goes to Backpack for Women. I'm not sure about the last, late. All right. You got one right. One right out of three. The, 
the the backpack for women is 172,000 search volume, but backpacks is 64,000 and the backpack for school only 3,600. And why do you think that is about that backpack for school being so low? Because it's a seasonal. Yes, probably. I, I bet you if we search this in like uh, August or September, this might be a little bit different. Yeah, the, the whole point of the game is that I always tell people like, hey, what we think are the most searched keywords is not always what are the most searched keywords. So like, for example, if we were using a service like Alina's here and what we want to target a certain keyword, don't rely on what you think is the main keyword, even if it is in the titles you know, of some of them. Go with what the data shows. And of course, you would have to use a, a tool like Helium 10 magnet or cerebral, like I did in this case, in order to find these search volumes. So just don't go off of what you, you yourself say. This is our, our TST 30 second tip from Alina. What can you say in 30 seconds or less that is like very valuable to our listeners and that very actionable? Okay. Very valuable and very actionable. What I would say would be, um, start selling in Europe if you aren't already and, uh, don't go to UK market because everybody is uh, focusing and targeting UK because of the language. Go to Germany. Even the language barrier it's, uh, is more difficult, but the opportunities there, you're going to see it's amazing. You can use Helium 10 to, to discover those because you guys have a lot of um, uh, tools that uh, analyze the, the, this marketplace and all the European ones, actually. But uh, you will definitely find some awesome opportunities there. L uh, really low competition and good good. Uh, volume market. All right. Thank you so much, Alina, for joining us. I uh, hope to see you when we go to Europe, if we go to Europe this year for an event. But if people have more questions about, about ranking or how to make sure that you keep your backpack close to you when you're traveling, <laughs> uh, how, what's your website so they can see your services or, or find your contact information on the website? Okay. Uh, our website is azrank.com. You can find information there and contact us and we'll have the best uh, plan put in place for you. All right. Thanks a lot, Alina. And we'll catch you. you back maybe uh, next year and see if you you uh, hit that $500,000 mark on your Amazon sales or maybe even 1 million. Or if I lost another backpack, right? <laughs> or if you lost another backpack. Okay. Thank you so much. Quick note, guys. Don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher, or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode.